0: Hi everyone, welcome to the first edition of the Talking Crap and All Things Moto podcast. I'm Peter, soon you'll hear Dave, hope you enjoy, let's get into it. Dirt bikes, adventure bike, which bike, what's the next bike? KLX250 was the last one you well, sent I me. I think
1: you've got to stop being such a soft okay. and watch that video of them guys riding them adventure bikes at that extreme... Uh, enduro, yeah, they, they just kind of suck it up a bit. I think
0: they impress me, I'll tell you that for nothing. That's what I said to you. He was riding that 1190 in that uh extreme enduro in Wales a few weeks ago, yeah. and
1: yeah,
0: I was impressed and I, so much impressed. I'm like, I did, I said to you, I commented what tyres and pressures we're you using because as soon as uh, there was a smell of mud when I was on my 1190. I used to go into a two-wheel slide so i'll be very interested because he was hammering it around that track
1: well it's funny though know, because i saw a clip of it on something else it must have been like a, an event thing and it showed them all on the start line and uh, when they all set off and they sort of i think it went they did a left right or something
0: like that and i thought God, oh, they look slow <laughs> Did you watch the one I sent you though, because it was on board and you were giving it some beans in some sections.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah, definitely, yeah. And
0: then that, uh, yeah. was it a T7 or 690 come hooling past him? I'm like, Christ, yeah. how fast are they going? Um, yeah. But yeah, no, quite impressed on that. The only problem is
1: that... was it, a couple of old BMWs as well, like...
0: I didn't oh, see that. Sort of you
1: know, they, they well. well not wobbling around, yeah, you know, were riding around as well.
0: There was a few there's a few other videos popped up on my stream. I haven't watched them yet, but there's some other riders have filmed their, their race on T sevens and stuff, but uh No, we're going all right on that eleven ninety.
1: Yeah.
0: Very good. Yeah. And I, I I like that the track they made a track just for the bigger bikes and the learner, so it weren't all the technical stuff that the smaller bikes had to do it was quite. It was almost I don't know. It was like a mix between a motocross track and a sort of a, a bit of an enduro track, wasn't it? So it was quite good. Yeah. Don't yeah. get anything like that over here. I don't think. <sighs> I think because I've seen in in the states they have uh, they have like them hair and hands, and they have a class and some blokes ride their electric bike in the race against like dirt bikes. And you think, well, if that was accessible, that'd be a, a good laugh to try and ride the uh, electric yeah. in, in one of the, you know, in the novice class or something, and just see how it went. Yeah. But uh, yeah. they don't do anything like that, and then get you, get you on your DR6. I think you'd do all right on your DR650 in that race.
1: Oh yeah. Step don't be down for a bit of lightweightness.
0: You'd have to do a few. I don't know what the power the powers. It's probably a bit down on power on some of the other bikes, though, isn't it? Is it down on power on some of them other bikes, like the 1190s or not? T7s? How much
1: power can you use on a muddy field?
0: True. A mate of mine who came over, he said, oh I've got a T7. I said, oh what do you do on it? He goes, oh I just do road trips to the Himalayas. I said, you want to start using it? And then he asked me about all the stuff we used to do, loads of green laning when we was in the UK and he asked me for all the video, and it's all on me, me NAS, so I shared it to him, and he could see videos from like 10 years ago, and pictures, and he was laughing at it, and he says, oh when I go back, I'm going to get put some different graphics on it, and change my tyres, I'm going to start riding all that stuff again, I said, yeah so you should, so then I sent him a, a video, because we used to ride up Coniston, I don't know if you know Coniston, the, in the lakes, and it's like a really rocky climb to the top of it, and we used to ride our bikes up that, and uh, I said, and I sent him a video of Paul Tarras at Hertzberg. I said, you'll be doing Coniston in no time. He <laughs> said, Christ, I couldn't even walk up some of that stuff. I said, tell me about it. The guy's a lunatic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just looked at it again when I sent it. And I'm like, I can't believe it. Like, Some of the stuff was vertical he was doing on that T7. Uh, mental. Totally mental.
1: I have seen him come a couple of croppers on bits that you think that you'd, you'd expect anybody to. You know, he was on the rocks, and yeah. the bike sort of started going to the right, and even though he's, like, probably taller than me, he's got, you know, there's no ground for his leg, and he just, like, tips over like you or I would, and I thought, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it them all, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, long legs are definitely an advantage. run
1: out of legs, yeah.
0: Longlands are definitely an advantage, I was watching a bloke in the UK, I think it's called Midwest Motocross, and he rides a lot of Enduro, slash R Enduro stuff, up in Wales I think, and he's now got a 150 EXC and a 300, and uh, they went and did some stuff in Wales, and it's like really steep, like they were practising for that valleys race, and some of it's like so steep, and he said... He's a few inches taller than me, and he said, my legs aren't long enough to do some of this stuff that my mates can do, because they've got longer legs on their 300s. He said, you just need to be able to paddle on some of this yeah. stuff, and if you've got short legs, you've got no chance. But I don't know why he bought a 150 and a 300, I need to watch some more of his videos, because on this video I watched, he just said, the 150 is great when it's open, Rail tracks like enduros and stuff. So once it gets hard, you're better off on a 300 because it can just lug.
1: Yeah, they must be completely different to what they were 15 oh, yeah. years ago. Because I, f- I couldn't lug on a KTM 300. It was, it, it was still felt, felt all or nothing to me like a bloody motocross bike.
0: Yeah, I think they. As I say, I think they changed in the mid. I don't know towards the end of 2000s. I think the engine changed a bit, Right. Um, but yeah they, they do say it's a bit of a lugger, 300 mm-hmm. now. But I was watching the KTM video the other day about all the changes they've made to all the engines this year, Like, so they talked about what they had done to the four strokes, and they're using the same frame for all the bikes now, and they're using the the lower engine cases are the same across all the four strokes, and then it's just the above the bottom cases is different. And, uh, really? Yeah. The, the, it was quite a good uh, video because it was it was basically the introduction of the 24 KTM series and there was a, a, a person and like a, an engineer from each department talking about exactly what they've done and even on the TBI there was like graphics showing where the air was coming in and blah blah and how it had changed and what the difference was between the TPI and the TBI oh. and yeah it was quite interesting so they're they trying to use a lot of commonality on the four strokes but they did a little bit more work on the the 250 apparently this year they was it they they lowered the the movement upwards of the piston is less but it's wider so it's given it more power or something but uh
1: so they made it a bigger pull and a shorter stroke that's
0: right yeah that's it yeah the 350 they haven't done as much as they did on the 250 this year yeah but a lot that's of people
1: also, that's always going to be the way though isn't it because you know like the 250 and the and the 450 they're sort of they're your motor, motocross classes so they're the ones that are going to get the development
0: they even showed all the frame differences where you know the heat on the frame and they showed how they increased the rigidity and compared it to the 2020 frame because 2020 was the last major update before 24 and they they showed the colours on the frame where they'd change the strength of the frame and the st- the stiffness of the frame okay. but then I was reading about the Husqvarna the other day because i seen an old Husqvarna 350 for sale so I started reading in the reviews of that this was a 2015 and it from what I can gather the Husqvarna was like the posh end of the KTM group because it, the Husqvarna 350 had stuff on it like map switches before they put them on the KTM three
1: hundred and fifty. Yeah, I, yeah. Somebody told me that as well. Yeah, they sort of all the premium stuff comes out on the Husqvarna first. That's supposed to be the premium brand. Right. And then Gas is you sort of uh, the least premium, apparently.
0: Yeah. Well, I was watching uh, a one two five test with motocross action, and they were testing the one two fives, and they said the GasGas. Ga- they said that they had the Husqvarna the. the ktm the gas gas and the yamaha because that's the only ones they could get in the states and they said the same they said the gas gas was the last one to go to fuel injection yeah. because it's like he said but what some racers are doing is they because they, they buy three bikes for the season they'll buy two ktms or two Husqvarnas or one ktm one Oscavana and two gas gases because all the parts are interchangeable and the gas gas yeah. is a lot cheaper so they use the gas gas for the spares bike so quite interesting, but yeah, KLX 250 was cheap. Had a quick look at them when you sent that. They went to fuel injection in 2018. That was a 2002, but it'd be good for a plodding round on a trail bike. I'm not sure I'd go on the motocross track, but uh, nothing wrong with it plodding around. In no, fact, I,
1: mean, I, I was basically just thinking about a road legal trail bike. I mean, I think they're about 125 kilos, something like that.
0: Are they? But yeah no definitely
1: just plod around on that and have a bit of fun and.
0: yeah no um, that CRF250X went didn't it for two and a half grand
1: yeah it did yeah I
0: don't know how quick it went and that YZ125 that I've been watching for two months has eventually disappeared oh uh... I never pulled the trigger on that one David just couldn't justify it really
1: I think that guy's still got those two uh, 250F's doesn't he
0: uh, uh one of them's
1: two and a half and one of them's
0: three and a half. Yeah. I'm not sure I want to kick over a two hundred fifty F to be honest with you. and they didn't go to buttons on the two fifties till about two thousand and nineteen, I don't think. Uh, it's only a little kickering, it's only a little distant. Dunno, not my knee. Still screw my knee up. But um yeah. yeah, it's nice to see them electric starts on them 125s, though. But yeah. they reckon when they went to fuel injection, they actually lost power. They were saying. I mean, they haven't done the full review yet, but they were saying, when they moved over to fuel injection, the power drops on them one two fives.
1: Does it drop, or does it just feel slower?
0: They they said it it dropped. I'm sure they said it dropped, but who knows? Uh,
1: I, do, I do know that was a complaint that people lost that sort of that snap you get with the carb. You know. Um, it's a lot smoother initially you don't get that fierce snap when you get back on the throttle which makes them feel slower
0: I know the modi- the uh, the latest uh, Yamaha 125 has been updated I don't know if it was 24 they did it or 23 but I know definitely 24 the, the chain has changed and they've um, they said the power bands move to the same as similar as the KTM now, and a lot of riders don't like it because it used to come off the bottom, and sort yeah. of die off around the mid, and now they've moved it to the mid. So it's like the KTM; you've got to have it revving its bollocks out to get the power out of it, and uh, some people don't like that anymore. So it's like become like the uh, the K the Husqvarna and the and the KTM. Cause i was watching some people with the older bikes putting all the bits on it so that there's like a kit you can buy and you get yeah. an hgs pipe and you get an ecu and you get uh oh, something else i forget but yeah and that supposedly moves the power in the same way as what they've now do with the bike out of the showroom if they've, they've changed the power characteristics of it but um, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe if we get back into motocross, we'll try one one day David, but uh, I won't hold my breath.
1: Yes, I'll, I'll stick to me trail riding I think. <laughs> yeah,
0: well we'll have to sort something out. Very good, well that's that one exhausted. This to the end of the first episode, hope you're enjoying it. I know the audio for Dave wasn't ideal, so we'll try and sort that out next time. But if you enjoyed what you heard, please give us some feedback on our Instagram and maybe some suggestions. Until next time, take it easy.